welcome back to another episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. I am so excited to be back with a solo episode. We haven't done one of these for so long. Ever since we had the Christmas break, I think maybe it's been about, yeah, what is it, probably been like four months since we've done a solo episode and I really missed it. You know, just talking in front of the microphone, just to, like talking about you know how, how to help you guys, thinking about how like different ways that I can help you and they're all from sort of like things that I've learned myself growing my own business and so yeah in this episode I wanted to talk to you guys about engines of growth for your business and how to utilize them to develop your business no matter what stage you're at of course I know the engine of growth model is something that you might not be aware of and so we cover that we cover what is an engine of growth and how you can actually help your business and you know your journey and growing your business and of course the different types of engines of growth and when to use them depending on you know what type of business you are and also when you are in your life cycle and very lastly the metrics you should use to track and know about when measuring success where you know with these strategies i know so many of you want practical advice and there's no point in me saying you know all the different things that you can do without actually giving you things that you can measure to you know show the success of of these different strategies and so yeah we jump into that the types of metrics you should look for how to measure that sort of thing it's it's something that i've definitely taken a massive shift on with my business is like strategies you should use but then also measuring them and measuring the impact of the different strategies but very very important and so yeah we jump into that Before we jump in, I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who has come back and listened to the podcast since the Christmas break. I can't thank you guys enough and thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you do enjoy the podcast and you're enjoying it being back, please do leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the channel so much and it just you know supports me like carrying on doing this because it's something that I absolutely love and if you do enjoy it really does help me out as a creator and uh yeah just inspired me to carry on so if you leave a five-star written review i'll give you a shout out in the very next episode as a thank you for sharing the love i really do appreciate it so without further ado let's jump into the episode all right let's jump into it this is a very interesting concept and i absolutely love this concept and it's a it's a it's a you know that this phrase i do say it a lot like when i go to my team meetings i say this phrase probably once or twice every meeting it's 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 something that it's extremely simple when you understand it it can really change the way that you look at your business and any ever like any other business that you kind of come across whether it's a startup a huge corporate they have this internally whether they like know it or not if you think about kind of a, a typical business, right? Like they have they have things that are important to them, whether it's like user growth, whether it's revenue, whether it's kind of, I mean, that, those are the two main ones that I can kind of think of on the spot right now. For, for us as a business for Wing, it was probably revenue growth at first and now it's more geared towards users. And now it's kind of, it's basically pretty much just like a mixture of the two. But if you do, if you have an app, if you're like Spotify, for instance, you're probably more concerned at the beginning, at least, you're probably more concerned about user growth. If you're a store, you're probably more concerned about uh, sales. So it, it really depends on the type of business that you are and what you kind of value as a business. Now, before... I, you know, in previous businesses, I just thought like, you've got a product, you just go out there and sell it. That, that's just what you should do. You should go on LinkedIn, message as many people as possible, go on like, you know, do some Facebook ads, just like, like help, like I guess, hope for the best. 
and like that does work i guess like it gives you a good idea of like what works and what doesn't work but it needs to be a more kind of refined structure than that and so when i came across this model the engine of growth model it really refined my way of thinking about i guess revenue channels and like you know marketing channels and like where you the user acquisition and stuff like that as for you know measuring success within 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 my business and so i guess think of it like this this is this is the simplest analogy i can think of that would definitely benefit you guys because it benefited me massively now to simplify things i'll just focus on revenue i mean it doesn't really matter this kind of like principle goes for both revenue growth and also so for uh, user growth, like depending on what you're valuing as a business, but like let's just stick with revenue is probably the easiest one to explain. Now think about this. This is the easiest way that I can communicate this. This is exactly how I got it. You've got a car, right? You've got the engine within the car, which is probably the most important part of the car. Now you could have a fantastic engine and you put, you know, petrol, fuel, any sort of fuel in it and it will go, right? And depending on how good the engine is, it will go further or go faster or like, yeah, that's like the success of what, what makes a good engine. Now, you could have the most outstanding engine in the world. If there's no fuel in it, then it won't go anywhere, right? Conversely, you could have, you know, an awful engine, but you could have loads and loads of fuel, put loads and loads of fuel in it, and it will only go ever so far, ever so fast. It's, it's limited by how good the engine itself is, right? Now, how do you build a good engine, right? Like, I guess you need to look at the car weight. You need to look at like what you value as a, as a, as a car. Like, do you value going fast? Do you value like going a long way? Do you value like, uh, yeah, how economical your fuel is? Now, this analogy, uh, if none of you have got it yet, is it goes towards business very, very well. It goes towards your business very well. Because what the engine represents, now, remember, in terms of revenue, is the different revenue channels you have. So when, when I say revenue channels, I mean the channels that you have that are generating revenue for you. Now that could be, um, so if you kind of like brainstorm the different types, there's like you could have digital marketing channels. So like people find you through uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and they could come to you, uh, you know, pay for your products, and that's revenue for you. It could be through, you know, word of mouth mechanisms that you've built in um, to, the, to the, you know, the products where like people refer you to other people and then like you're getting more users through that or like more revenue through that perspective. Or it could be more like old school, more traditional, it could literally be flyers, right? Like you give out flyers to people, they buy tickets to come to your event and that's it. Boom, you've got revenue. There are so many different types of revenue channels out there. I'm not going to go through all of them, but you kind of get my point, right? Now, you could have one of these different revenue channels. Or you could have a combination of like whatever works well for your business. A combination probably is the best way to go for it. Now, if you, if you strike an amazing combination of like both quality and quantity of these different revenue channels and you craft them extremely well so that the, you know, the word of mouth is just so refined, so good that people will easily, you know, really want to refer you to their friend. Maybe they get like a benefit, like a monetary benefit or they get like money off or like whatever. Um, you make it really easy for them to refer. I think the best one I can think of is probably Revolut. Revolut had an amazing scheme where like they gave a lot of money to people that referred their friends and they really hacked the whole word of mouth thing and the whole referral thing. That was a very good revenue channel for them. And they, they could have used other strategies as well, right? To, to increase increase the user growth or increase their revenues whatever now that is their engine right like all these different schemes that they put together and craft so well they would they would record that they'll see like okay we put in this much resource this much money into the referral scheme uh, how many more users or how many more how much more revenue did we generate from that and that is the i guess 
the return, right? So if it's positive, which it definitely was for Revolut, right? Then that means that they can just pour in more money to this, to this engine that they crafted and the engine will keep going. The engine will just keep on giving those results that they expect. Obviously, it will go up and down like it's an average. It might, yeah, whatever. But well, the point being is that they can just give more money to this engine that they've crafted. In this model, it would be like referral or digital marketing or whatever it is. And they would continue to seek growth on that perspective. Now, if you compare that to, say, I don't know, a bakery in the middle of London, right? Now, if they if they start advertising to people in New York, like they just advertise on Facebook to people in New York, like they can't do anything to people in New York, even if they love the stuff they're selling, they can't fly over to the UK. I mean, it's very, very, very unlikely fly over to the UK and buy their stuff. So that is a very poor engine right there. I mean, they probably won't do it because they know they know better, but I'm just like illustrating the point. So that means that they could pour in as much money as possible into this, you know, engine that they crafted, but they'll get a very, very little return, right? They've crafted a poor engine. So they've got a lot of fuel. They've got a lot of money pouring it in, but nothing's happening because they've, the engine itself is mad, is bad. The fuel element is probably the easiest one to get. I mean, hopefully if you've got funding or if you've got like some money in the bank, whatever to start off with, then that's probably the easiest part. Crafting the engine itself is extremely difficult, and we're going to go through the different structures that you can that you can do, uh, the different types that you can that you can like think about, and then from there you can just pour in money, and it will just generate more and more return from your for your business. Like it's very difficult to get to that stage, but once you get to that stage, you can just pour money into it, and it, and it just does an amazing thing. Like it just generates revenue for you, or, or, or user growth, whatever you whatever you, whatever you value. So yeah, it's an amazing thing to think about, and ever since I thought about it, it really does simplify the whole thing of like growing your business. You kind of like look at the different revenue ch channels that you have see which ones are the most successful based on the metric based on like i guess what's important to you as a business refine those channels as much as possible using data that we're going to talk about and then from there just put more, more money into it and it will do its thing it will, it will do its thing and it will, you'll, you'll just make a, an amazing return and it does sound simple but if you do structure it simply it does you know it does work Hey guys, before I jump into the types of engine of growth that I know you guys are definitely, you know, waiting to hear about because it's an amazingly, you know, interesting topic that I absolutely love as a, as a founder. I want to tell you guys about the podcast sponsor, Zencaster. So I get so many messages pretty much every day asking how I started a podcast in the middle of a pandemic and I guess like tools that people can use when starting it. A lot of advice for starting a podcast. And I've used this platform called Zencaster for a long time because I started in the middle of a pandemic. The biggest challenge for me was recording remotely while maintaining that quality because platforms like Zoom, Google Meets, they're not up to scratch when it comes to podcasting because the quality is just so poor. So Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process so quick and painless. And it, you know, it's the way that it should be when recording podcasts remotely. Now, the amazing thing, right, about Zencaster is that they record audio and video on my side when I'm recording and also on their side. So what that means is I've had it so many times, even though you guys haven't noticed that the audio breaks up on my side or on their side and I can't hear them for a split second. But you guys at home, you don't hear that because Zencaster records their audio on their side. So it's lossless quality. It's absolutely phenomenal. And it's a tool that I've been using for about two years now. And I use it on all the different podcast projects that I've been working on, you know, because I'm working on... Um, inside the tech then with life ventures and i'm working with the london tech week podcast and um i use it for all three because it's so amazing 
They have a free package and that's the one that I use currently. However, if you do want more help when it comes to producing your podcast, because they've got some amazing other tools like automatic post-productions and like transcription services, you can get a 30% off your first three months with the link in the description. It's zen.ai slash the millennial entrepreneur zero and you'll get 30% off your first three months. It's a really good deal. It's a, it's a software that I've been using for a long time. The team behind it are phenomenal. They're really helpful. And yeah, please do check it out. And if you do want the paid package, do use my code because you'll get a good discount. Let's get on with the show. Let's jump into the different types of engine of growth. Now that you've understood what the engine of growth is, and if you if you haven't understood it yet, if I explained it poorly, do Google it because it, it is a pretty easy concept to understand. And once you understand it, it does make things so much simpler. So let's jump in with the very first type, and that is paid engine of growth. Now, you can acquire customers by investing in paid marketing, making a profit on the sale, reinvesting as much of the profit as possible in marketing ASAP. So it's kind of like a engine that fuels itself as you as you as you will. I guess like the things that you have to consider there is when you might have a fast payback cycle and a big enough margin. And that's when it works really, really well. Because if you've got a high enough margin, then you can, you know, paid marketing work very very well for you because you can you can pour in money. You only need to sell like a few units of your product or like if it's software, just like one or two subscriptions and it will just fuel itself because you can use that profit that you get from that and put it back into paid marketing if it works very well for you. The benefits there is that it's fast. You don't need to wait long to see the results and you don't have to rely on you know outside funding for money because if anything you're you're generating your own money for you. If you get this right, I know so many founders, right, that have got this so right that it is literally just like printing money. It's it's phenomenal how well some of these founders have got it. We at Wing haven't cracked this code yet. So my company Wing, we haven't cracked this yet. However, when we do, it would just be phenomenal because we just pour more money into it. And it's, it does take a while to experiment with this as to seeing what works and what doesn't work. And it's kind of like a continuous process to be fair. It's like, cause your audience has changed, preferences might change, uh, desires, whatever, depending on like the sort of market you're in. So it is a continuous process, but once you do crack it, then it's it can literally be a money-making machine. It's, it's phenomenal. And the key metrics you kind of want to look out for here, you want to optimize your margins, obviously, because you're here to make profit, right? To reinvest that profit back into this engine. So it's just like making money for you. Now, the things you want to consider here are your customer lifetime value. So what your customer lifetime value is, I guess like very simply is how beneficial is one customer to you um, over the period of say a year. If they repeat purchase, then that means that you only need to like market to that person once, they love the product, they wanna buy it again. So you got them in, you know, they buy an average of say, I don't know, like five within a year, but you only have to market to them once because they just love the product so much. That means that your customer lifetime value is like fairly high. Uh, if you minus that to the cost of acquisition of that customer, so what that means is how much you have to pay to actually get that customer in your ecosystem to get them to pay you, you know, and if that's if that's positive, then you've got a very good return there, and you should focus more and more on this channel, um, on this engine. So if you can optimize that, whether you increase prices or decrease your customer acquisition costs, then you've got an amazing formula there. If obviously you can't increase your customer lifetime value 
that much. So when I say increasing cost, that's like one w- increasing price. That's, that's just one way, right? Other ways that you can do it is like sell follow on stuff or um, I don't know, like try to log them in for a longer period if it's software. So there's like different ways or like upsell them different products. That's a very easy way to do things. So customer lifetime value doesn't need to be on just that one product, for instance, but it could be within your kind of ecosystem. And uh, yeah, so if you can optimize that and keep your co- customer acquisition costs very low, and that'll be that'll be refined through like doing doing this kind of paid marketing channel over time. So you'll kind of see the data, seeing what works, what doesn't work. And that customer acquisition cost can go, you know, very, very far down. And yeah, you've got a money making machine at that point if you can if you can do it well. Okay, next is the organic channel, the organic engine of growth here. This one takes a lot more time. I have to warn you that you have to be very patient here, but once you can kind of refine this it can be a very dangerous one and it it can be very good for you so the approach here is that you acquire customers by leveraging content marketing material social media whatever other channels you can kind of think of that are more organic um, so people who engage with you and when you can kind of use it is when you can't afford a paid engine of growth because it does take a lot of cost because you have to pay to experiment with the different like channels or if you've got a huge audience already, you know, like millions of followers, subscribers, like email list, whatever, like you could do organic engine of growth very, very well because people are already kind of in your ecosystem. I've seen so many, you know, influencers, people that have been on The Apprentice who they don't need to worry about paid up marketing channels because they can literally like promote their products with existing audiences and they can get, you know, traction from there. They don't need to, you know, do paid. Uh, and so the benefits here are predictability. You kind of it, it, it is fairly consistent here and you've got recurring revenues because you know they're, they're organic so like people are going to continue to uh, engage with you the kind of metrics here they really depend on your business but you want to kind of like optimize margins obviously to be able to make this make this channel really work for you so that if you do grow and you spend like effort and time growing your channel and people do like purchase your stuff you do obviously want to like optimize your margins to to ensure that like you don't need to attract as many people to get the same level of revenue if that makes sense now the third one is sticky engine of growth so the approach here is that you retain as many customers as possible with a very low acquisition cost and then they keep coming back frequently and you maintain them over time now this is the best thing to use if you have a subscription-based business model like netflix like if you have a gym or any other like monthly services if you have a sticky engine of growth Oh, well it's it is but it's dangerous for for like your competitors it, it can be really really beneficial for you so models that kind of are based on higher recurrence like uber or food delivery apps it work very very well and the benefits here is that the margins are like really really high because you don't need to market to them as much because once they're in your ecosystem they'll just keep coming back and back and back and back and it is, it is based a lot on like the actual product that you're building as well like i think engine of growth more generally, it's not just dependent on the marketing channels that you're putting out there, but it's also dependent on the quality of your product, the quality of your, of your business. Then that can that can go all the way down to like customer service. It can go down to like, yeah, very, very intricate details within your business uh, as to why people might come back, right? That, and that, that's, that's everything what the sticky engine of growth is talking about. So what you're banking on in this model is for people to come, you know, keep coming back to you. Now, the metrics that you kind of have to measure here are churn rates that's probably the biggest one so churn rate what that means is 
how many people are kind of like dropping off so that they subscribe to you right or like subscribe to your like your your software or whatever how long do they subscribe for uh so the churn rate kind of like has that into account and then obviously you want to optimize customer lifetime value again by extending the lifetime of that one customer because if if you have one customer that keeps coming back and the value of that one customer is like you know massive you only need to attract like maybe 100 customers to get like a, a massive amount of revenue so it can be really, really beneficial for you as a business. If you can if you can hack that, yeah, phenomenal. All right, and the last one that I'm gonna talk about is viral engine of growth. Now, the approach here is that your customers bring in new customers in a sustainable way and you grow like a virus. And you know, with that, with a very low marketing investment. Now, this one out of the, out of the four that I've talked about, this one is by far, if you can get this right, the most, the most effective. This is one that like some businesses, you know, are aiming for for years and years and years and then they still don't hit it. Some businesses get it very, very quickly and like fair play to them, but there's no sort of like blueprint on how to get this. But once you kind of, once you can get it, it yeah, it's, it's very difficult to stop your growth in, 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 this, in this engine of growth. Now this would work, basically what it means is people recommend your product or service to their friends. They would recommend it to their friends. They'd recommend it to their friends and just so on and so forth. And if you, if you know how like the exponential curve works, you can kind of see where this is going, right? And obviously like loyalty is built into this as well, kind of like how, how long people stay. When it, when it, by the way, as well, with this kind of engine of growth model, a lot of them do overlap in certain ways. So you don't have to just have one or like one or the other. A lot of them do overlap. So you can see like the viral engine of growth definitely does overlap with like the sticky one, right? Because the loyalty aspect is there. Things that you need to think about is like you need a viral coefficient of over one probably to make this work so what the viral coefficient is is if you think about it if i if i sell you a product so you listening at home you would recommend it to someone else so that then they would recommend it to one more person and they would recommend it to one one other person you've got a viral coefficient of one there because one person is recommending it to one other person now if if I recommend it to one person, then they recommend it to two people, then they recommend that those two people recommend it to two other people. You can see how far fast this can, this can, you know, this can spread. That is how viral coefficients work. Like if you even think about like COVID, like it's the same principle, but this is like within the business sense. And obviously the benefits here, it can be extremely fast, like very, very fast, faster than all the other, all the other, like the other three. And a massive benefit is that it's free right you don't need to keep pumping in more money like the paid engine of growth like it would keep on getting you users revenue so on because you've built a product so good that people would recommend it and you've also built the structures to help people recommend it as much as possible and also people will stay with your service because they're very loyal to the quality that you're that you're delivering one that i can kind of think off the top of my head is free trade in the uk they're extremely good at this because they've built a, a model where people would refer it to their friends they would refer it to their friends and they built about a million users in the uk in a few years time in a few years um because they and, and they've kept those users for the long period because their service is just so good right even me talking about it now is probably going to attract a few more people right so like i'm already part of that engine which is crazy to think i'm not like 
they don't, I haven't sponsored the podcast whatsoever. Uh, this isn't financial advice, whatever, but I'm just saying using them as an example. So the key metrics here are, you know, obviously the viral coefficient that I talked about, but also the cycle time. So obviously if I recommend something to someone and they recommend someone like that same thing to someone else and like to other people and like then it goes up, what time frame is that in, right? Like if if I'm recommending it like one person per year, okay, the, the the virality of that business is probably going to be fairly, like, you know, small. But if I'm referring, like, two people every week, you can see how this will get out of hand, right? Like, you can see how how fast this will grow because those two people will recommend two other people within the same week and it'll just go up and up and up. And by the end of the year, you'll have an amazing number of either revenue or customers, depending on, like, how you're aiming this so that is it for this engine of growth solo episode of millennial entrepreneur i do hope that you enjoyed and it was very informative i remember when i first read about this model it really did help me and it kind of like i thought about my business i thought about the different you know i guess lenses i can look at it when it comes to the engines of growth and uh yeah it really did help me so i hope it did, it did help you guys listening at home if you did enjoy please be sure to give a five star written review on our podcast as a thank you i'll give you a shout out in the very next episode you've got my word on that and yeah let me know your thoughts as well like you can always dm me on instagram um or message me on linkedin i had a lot of messages recently about the latest episode on linkedin uh, in the last like two episodes to be fair so i really do appreciate that i do read the comments i do read like if you message me i'll read it and i'll reply to you i had this like networking group that i was in and like some guy was like oh i listened to your episode with tash a few weeks ago i was like oh wow that's crazy so it does happen like it's it's, it's quite funny when it does happen but um yeah if you do leave a five star stream you i'll give you a shout out in the very next episode you got my word on that before we wrap up though i do want to tell you about the podcast new sponsor vino vest firstly i have to jump in and say this is not financial advice please don't take my advice but as someone that invests a lot um in in like a, a few different things i do want to diversify my investments and i'm constantly looking for new opportunities and i recently stumbled across vino vest and they've also you know sponsored the podcast as i mentioned i personally haven't invested with them so far but i'm looking at it very closely because it's a very interesting space for me so fine wine is long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation but the problem is historically it's been reserved for the very very ultra wealthy and so that's where VinoVest comes in. They come in and make it as easy as possible for you to invest in wine. It's got, you know, wine's got one third of the volatility of the stock market and it's outperformed some markets, you know, with a you know, 10.6% annualized return. And I personally don't know anything about wine. If you, if you know me, I don't know much about wine. I don't drink it at all. But as an investment, VinoVest makes it easy to, you know, acquire new investments. They're equipped with value over time. They've got a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time and they build your wine portfolio and you can buy and sell and even you can, you can even drink the wine if you want it if you're making so much money you want to just drink it away like that's completely up to you um if you are interested in checking them out please do go to zen.ai slash the millennial entrepreneur um, to receive two months of fee-free investing that is in my bio as well this is not financial advice again you may lose money your capital is at risk but you have to admit it is pretty cool and i always like it when you know these startups are opening up markets for you know the regular person the regular investor for things that weren't accessible before and i think VinoVest do an amazing job so please do check them out so that is it for this episode thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you in the next one see you later